All right, Ryan, it's time to determine what topic we'll be discussing today. Uh, go ahead and take your trusty D10 and roll on the table of topics. Roll what? Uh, a D10. I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, boy. Okay. Okay, well, maybe I'll just roll for Ryan then. So. Uh, one. Okay, you rolled a one. Okay, probably not going to be good. Let me check the table of topics. Huh, uh... I think there might be something wrong with the table of topics because a roll of one means we'll be discussing sports. That I know. Hello and welcome to Roll for Topic. This podcast is normally about um, topics related to running role-playing games, but this week we have a, a very special episode for you. We have brought on our resident jock i guess to come on and explain to explain something to us that topic is going to be fantasy football so um i'm chris salzman i'm andy rao hey i'm ryan it's the first time i've been called the resident jock <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> con you gotta lean you gotta lean into the bit here right yes yeah andy told me yesterday that he had no idea what fantasy football was so I started sending that over to you via text message and you were just like yeah. bewildered by that. And I was telling Andy various things about fantasy football and he just had like no clue what was going on. So we thought this would be a great opportunity to have you come on and explain this thing um, to us because like we like gaming and fantasy football is a game that millions of people play billions. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> football specifically is probably in the millions because it's such an American thing, but yeah, fantasy sports overall are huge worldwide. And this is th a thing that I think a lot of um, like tabletop role-playing game enthusiasts don't really have a good handle on. Um, so I would like to start with a, a little fun exercise. What I want right now is I'm going to ask Andy and Ryan to define something here. Andy, I want you to define what football is. Define what football is. Okay, yes. not fantasy football, but like... Well, I want football, football and then fantasy football. Okay. Uh, football. So I know what football is. I grew up uh, in Southern California as a fan of the uh, Chargers, who I like. I don't know if this is still the case. It seemed at the time like they were the worst team. This explains so much. Well, the worst team ever. Uh, <laughs> in fact, I'll have to interrupt you. The team Charger for the San Diego Chargers before their game on Sunday stabbed their quarterback in the lungs <laughs> with a needle I swear, this is a true story trying to inject him his ribs with pain medication and he had to go to the hospital he, he punctured his lung in uh, San Diego so this is unsurprising the uh, San Diego Chargers background why you would have <laughs> fallen off the football wagon very quickly well okay. even I know that that is not a thing that is supposed to happen in a yeah. football game right so, uh, okay, so football, it is a game of skill and strategy. They line up in, like, a strategic way somehow, and one team, like, picks a, um, like, set of moves that they're going to do when the play begins. And then if the, like, defending team picks the right, like, countering move, then they, like, stop the offensive team from making any progress. Is that, is that, how, how accurate is that? <laughs> That's real, very good. Okay. Um, how much of that do you know from playing like Madden 94? So <laughs> I know 100% of that uh, from playing Tecmo Super Bowl. Uh, <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah on, on the old Nintendo Entertainment System. Okay. Uh, actually, so 
you know, since we're bearing our souls about our relationship to football in this podcast, apparently. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, until that time that I played Tecmo Super Bowl, I had no idea that there was strategy involved in football. I just, when I was a kid, I, I just assumed that, like, someone blew the whip, whatever, someone started the play, and then everyone just, like, sprinted as <laughs> in any direction they could, and then the quarterback just, like, tried to look for someone who was open and chucked the ball at them. That's what the Chargers did. Yes. <laughs> you, you can see. It's all making sense. But, uh, then I played Tecmo Super Bowl, and in that game, uh, I, I have to imagine it's a very crude football simulator, but uh, you have to pick, like, which, like, set of moves you're going to do each play, and... Like my mind was totally blown by that. Um, so, yeah. but yeah. then my mind also stopped learning any new football-related facts mm-hmm. at that point. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. So let's let's switch over to Ryan here. So so Ryan, what is Dungeons and Dragons? Wow, I'm gonna sound <laughs> way worse than his knowledge on football. Dungeons and Dragons, and like I'm on the hot seat here because these yeah. are Dungeons and Dragons fans that. Uh, I'm going to make myself a, a fool in front of, but is a uh, board game mm-hmm. that a lot of people play continuously. So it's not like Monopoly where it's just, you know, you kind of sit down and it's over. I believe the die has the the dice. I don't know if there's, there's either 18 dice or <laughs> there's one giant dice with 18 things on it. Yeah. This is already um, my favorite episode of the yeah. podcast, just so you guys know. I am going to get eviscerated. That was great. Um, the, uh, it's kind of uh, fantasy-based, you know, dungeons, dragons, ghouls, wizards. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, nerd stuff. <laughs> nerds, nerd stuff, yeah. Like Risk without the fighting. I uh, My... My uh, brothers-in-law play, and I recently we were with them, and they were on a Zoom call doing it to, because of COVID, having a riot, laughing. Mm-hmm. So it didn't seem very competitive. It was very like um, certainly storytelling, but uh, collaborative. I think is probably the right word. So yeah, that's interesting that that came across. Would you, having seen them play a little bit, like does it hold any sort of sway over you? Would you ever play play Dungeons and Dragons? I am the worst person to ask to play a board game. Like I, to get me to sit down and play a board game is next to impossible. There's a couple of games that I've been coerced into after watching, more like party, like Secret Hitler mm-hmm. and the the uh, the ba- the pumpkin spice of board games. <laughs> I have I have dabbled in barely, but you know I'm always up for for anything. It seems they play every Friday for hours and hours on end, like that. That's a, a level of commitment that I'm currently busy with fantasy football. <laughs> not, uh, I don't have enough room in my life for another hobby, but I'm always down to try something new. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you, you two very much. This was very illuminating. I think gives us a good sort of baseline for what we're walking into here. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So what I want to do now is I think, so let's, let's sort of dive into fantasy football. So, and I will try to define fantasy football because I don't really know either totally, but so my understanding, and I'm going to speak my piece and then let you correct me, is that you, every week you pick sort of a roster of like a fake team that you are presenting in in the league that you're competing in. So you get a couple friends together 
and like you all have your own teams and stuff. And then based on what mm-hmm. real life players do, you end up getting points for it that then That's determine right. whether you won or lost that. And then there's rankings and stuff that go from there. Is that it? Like yeah. what, what else is there to it? It's like a game within a game. So they take real life stats like uh, the yardage gained if you score the field goals kicked and you attribute points to all those events. Mm-hmm. Then you have a set uh, type of player and a set lineup that you pick from out of your pool of players. So typically it'd be one quarterback, two running backs, three wide receivers, a tight end, and a flex spot with any of those guys can go in there. And then a kicker and a defense. That's kind of standard. And um, there's a lot of variation in that. But out of those position groups you have to pick one in each and then for example if your running back gets 0.1 points for every yard he gets uh, six points for every touchdown he scores one point for every pass he catches all these points are accumulated and then it just becomes this game within a game where your lineup goes against your opponent for that week Mm -hmm. and whoever scores the most points for that week wins i should say every question i'm going to ask about this qualifies as a dumb question so i won't say that (laughs) in front of every question i'll just this is my blanket statement right now is the scoring consistent for like every person in the country who's playing fantasy football are they scoring it the same way or do you decide like do you make a custom like score system it's a little of both so uh espn and yahoo have the biggest standard fantasy football league platforms so it's all it's free to sign up. You go in and sign up, and then there's standard scoring, and then uh, depending on your league, you can adjust it either way. So, for example, the league I play in doesn't do defense and kicker, so we cut out that uh, that position completely because hmm. it's kind of it's a little bit more random, tougher to get uh, kind of right. But um, you can go into ESPN and decide a touchdown is worth seven thousand points. And a uh, you know a run is worth you know four points or whatever you want. So it's customizable within those platforms. I would guess most people just stick to the standard scoring that ESPN and Yahoo tweak over time to make it hmm. um, you know roughly fair and kind of match a real game in some sense. Now I I promise I'm not just going to turn this into like frequently asked questions about fantasy football. But <laughs> yeah, I think that's part of the point. One, yeah, one or on. two other questions, like uh, so I understand what this is before I get to some my my points. Uh, this is not like a simulation of like a real football team, right? So uh, there's like more people on the team than you're picking, right? Like in an actual game. Are you just picking There's like more the people interesting in positions? the actual game? That's yeah, yeah, exactly right. So, on both teams, on every any given play, there's 11 players, mm-hmm. and on your team, uh, there maybe be nine, let's say. So, uh, but what you're doing is you're picking the what they call skill positions. So the quarterback, the running back, the wide receivers. These are the these are the people that are catching the ball, throwing the ball, and then there's, you know, the center who's two feet away from another 350-pound <laughs> person getting punched in the face for 60 minutes, and he gets he gets no love this, at this, all. And no this is knows. making me so sad because so I will admit that I, I played football in high school. I, I hated it, but yeah. I, was, I was a guard on offense yeah, and defense, exactly. 
And so you're telling me they exactly. have basically just said, like, these guys don't matter. You couldn't even, if you made it to the NFL, you can't even pick yourself. It's, it's, <laughs> That's rough. Because it's a little bit more difficult to ascribe points to that person. You know, it's just, mm-hmm. it's not like you can see him catch the ball and say, oh, he got 12 yards. Mm-hmm. And there is a couple of advanced leagues where you can get a little bit deeper on defense, I think. Like if uh, one of your guys is a tackle and gets a sack or something. Yeah. Um, or an interception, of course, but... For the most part, it's the, the, the skilled players. Speaking of uh, skilled players, can I share a, a, a touch football anecdote from my youth? Oh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I bet this is a move you frequently probably see used in like fantasy football. Uh, so I was so bad at, uh, at touch football. It's the kind where you like rip the Velcro thing off of mm-hmm. other players, right? Flag football. Flag football. Yeah. Uh, I was so bad at it. That I, I mean, I never accomplished anything for my team. Uh, but about once every year in junior high, we would employ this devious strategy where because no one would ever imagine that uh, I would ever be thrown the ball, they would tell me to go and like stand right on the sidelines so I looked like I was a bystander. Um, <laughs> and then they would like freak out the other, they would surprise the other team by throwing it at me standing like trying to blend in with the crowd but right yeah. inside the boundary of the field nice and then that was like oh, in my head i would catch it and then score but like actually i'd never catch it um, <laughs> or would like hit me in the face and then just like kind of my shame would just would increase yeah. Uh, but yeah. <laughs> yeah that's a long way like from the middle you know to the sideline yeah yeah, yeah that's a long way um so what i find really interesting is so i mean you mentioned like there's these rule sets that you that get tweaked every every year like i would imagine they keep them kind of static within the season do they ever do sort of yeah. big shifts in like what the rules are has it's like 2015 they decided that like oh kickers are worth 10,000 points you know this year will they ever do stuff like that or is it always a little stuff it's always little stuff it's it's pretty variable league to league so because it is customizable if you want to you can do whatever you want. So it's really, it's more league to league than ESPN saying this is what it's worth. Uh, it's gotten so popular in the last, um, uh, let's, let's say five years, mm-hmm. that now there's different formats, which is more the change, where you see a DraftKings pop up. And that's what they call daily fantasy sports. So instead of at the beginning of a uh, regular fantasy football season, you draft 20 people, and then every week you pick nine to play, and you can make little changes. Uh, DraftKings and FanDuel came up because what they did was you pick a team for that weekend, and then that Tuesday they're all gone. And that way the next week, if you didn't like your team last week, you pick a brand-new team, whereas in regular fantasy football – you're kind of stuck with the team that you have. Um, there's certainly you can trade okay. and uh, drop and pick up players depending on uh, injuries and and all this stuff. But the biggest changes have come in the the format of fantasy football, and it's probably too long to go into all of them. There's probably seven or so different types of league formats that are just wildly different than from what I even explained. So when Chris and I started talking about this, and Chris started sending me some like links to look at like the sports stats that I guess you use when uh, making your choices in fantasy football. And mm-hmm. a couple things hit me. One is um, 
just seeing all these stats like this, it reminds me of nothing more than like a complicated role-playing game, of which I have many. Not not that like fantasy football is like a role-playing game, but I don't know of any other context in which people like players are like quantified like this. Sure. That's how the vast majority of role-playing games represent you in the game world is by using numbers and math and stats to yeah, yeah. like uh, quantify what you can do and how good you are at certain things. So that was a little bit mind-blowing, just seeing how many stats there were for any given mm-hmm. person and how like obscure some of the stats were. <laughs> and yeah. secondly, I, uh, you know, the idea, when I started to understand a little bit more about how this works, the idea of like picking your, I, I keep wanting to say pick your characters, but picking your players for your team makes me yeah. think of like um, like building a magic deck like mm-hmm. the thought that goes into that mm-hmm. and I don't know if you play have ever played Magic the Gathering I did when I was younger yeah yeah but um, so like in Magic the Gathering you're not you're assembling a deck of cards that you think will perform well against other decks yeah and you're looking you're looking on one level you're looking at like you know how powerful how awesome is this card but you're also looking at things like how does this card how is it going to fit with the other cards I am choosing? And yeah, it yeah, absolutely it made me wonder: do you do you get that level of like kind of meta strategy going on with your fantasy football thing, or or is it better to just always pick the batter that has like the highest batting skill? <laughs> yeah. So I think what you're talking about is like more internal strategy, like laying out the best deck that will complement itself or prevent any weakness, that sort of thing. Yeah. With uh, fantasy sports, you're looking at that strategy, but you're looking at the opponent that your players are going up against. Oh, so if you have a wide receiver from the San Diego Chargers and he's really good, uh, <laughs> it's some this is uh, this is yeah. fictional. Of course. <laughs> okay, <laughs> that's that's a bird. They, they, they do mean. actually have a fantastic uh, wide receiver, but uh, if you have a really good wide receiver and um, but he's going up against the best defense. In, in, in the actual game, you might be willing to pick a lesser player because the defense that they're going up against is uh, worse. Hmm. Or, you know, you can get down to even uh, their position and how uh, an opposing defense would cover that. So it's not so much internal. There's a little bit of that and making sure that you have some players to cover and flex spots and stuff. But it's more about that particular week who is going to put up the most points on the opposing team in, in the real game so you can gather the most points um, for your player that week, which, of course, is, you know, random and that sort of thing. But Is there any sort of limit on the players you can choose? In a game like, uh, I don't know, like Warhammer, uh, another D&D-ish sort of game, you are assembling a team of, like, of a, a little army of characters to beat the other team. Each piece has like a point value assigned to it. And then you are told you can build like a hundred points worth of a uh, team. And that's yeah. to prevent everyone from just picking, stacking their army with just the mm-hmm. best thing. Is there any sort of like kind of regulation of like, you can't always pick, you can't, you can't pick like the number one person in, in every position. So what you're kind of talking about is more of like a daily fantasy DraftKings thing where each weekend you have a budget and then the the better players have more budget. So you have to be within a $50,000. Oh, got it. 
a typical, like what you're talking about, a standard uh, fantasy football league, what that is is you have a draft. Okay, so at the beginning of the season, all of the players go into this big pool, every single one. And uh, let's say your league is 10 people. You all pick a number out of a hat, 1 to 10, and then that's your draft order. So let's say you're up first, and now you have everybody in the NFL to pick from. And so now you start picking. So you get to pick whoever you want. And it's number one, it's Christian McCaffrey. He's the best running back in the league. He's always number one. And then Chris is number two. So now Chris gets to pick, and Chris picks uh, this the running back from Dallas. I'd probably get the, the Chargers guy that got stabbed in the lung. <laughs> yeah, That's Keenan Allen. Yeah. yeah and the, uh, so you fill your teams that way. So it goes one to ten. And then in terms, uh, in order to keep it fair, it goes ten to one. They call it snake. Because if you have the first pick, it's such a big, important thing that now you don't get anything until the uh, 20th pick. So that's how you fill out your team. And then there's only so many slots you can fill. Usually, let's say it's 20. Yeah, so you're capped at holding those 20. But you you wouldn't typically have the same player as somebody else because you drafted him. He's yours. And if you want, uh, if you really want the Chargers wide receiver, you can trade Chris mm. for mm. different assets and different players this is fascinating because like so much of what you're describing i feel like pops up in board game mechanics and even Mm -hmm. in like role-playing game mechanics and stuff like that yeah like drafting and stuff like that like magic even has a a format that a lot of people play that's like a drafting format too where you're handing like you're handing a stack of cards around the table and drawing stuff Mm -hmm. like that it just it makes me wonder how those mechanics sort of evolved and like where did they come from like and how much how much game designers are secretly going and doing sports stuff and drawing back into <laughs> absolutely i think so much i think um and don't quote me on this but the start of fantasy was when the when baseball statisticians started really dialing in on the statistics of baseball um there's a famous name i can't remember but he was the guy that said to his friends like the stats are in the newspaper you get x amount points for a hit and then they just manually tallied it by hand because you get the newspaper and of course there's no uh, you know like espn platform to turn to and it was just um you know like you say just people that take numbers and really dive in so deep on something mm-hmm. that uh they're just making games out of it so i think there's a lot of parallels i think like a lot of role-playing gamers uh, like you know people play D and stuff i think when if they were to approach fantasy football i think like well first of all like if they're gonna like approach it i think from the mindset of like most D players they'd probably come up with some sort of other goal other than just like getting the most amount of points like my first reaction yeah. when you're explaining all this is like i want to put together a team that's the fewest amount of points like <laughs> somehow pick the guys that like never hit the field the whole time like i want to like max out that zero number the whole time right like, yeah because to, to me like right like you're like adding a little bit of story or you know kind of some sort of like meta you know level sure level to the thing yeah. um but yeah so i guess like when you when you're playing fantasy football it sounds like it's a very like cold and calculating thing but i imagine there's a lot of emotion that goes into it too like are, do you ever find yourself like i have to pick this guy because i like this guy or is it always all like i look at the stats <laughs> all the time there's so many different things that go into it. So what we talked about uh, was called the redraft league where every year you put all the players back into a pool and you pick your 20 again from scratch. 
our league that we've developed, you keep 75% of the players every single year. Mm-hmm. So that's called a dynasty setup. So I've had the same, you know, 10 out of the 20 that we have for this is my fourth year now. Like my dog is named Carson as an inside joke, as well as he did really good after Carson Wentz, who's the (laughs) Philadelphia Eagles quarterback, who's currently having himself a bit of a tough year, but I will stick it out with him because, you know, it's, it's, it's like a hometown hero kind of player. You just don't have that geographic connection, but it is like, you'll get irrational because you've seen a player before, or you just have a hunch. I mean, there's certainly, that part of, of it for for some players but a lot of it's driven by the team that they're on superstition i mean we're talking about sports right so <laughs> yeah, superstition right. is a huge part of of sports and all that type of thing and um and then it gets down to the cold and calculated uh, and we do this year round so with that league with with 15 players it's the regular season when you're when you're playing uh, your other friends is during the NFL regular season but we usually do something called owners meetings in February or March uh owners meetings are to set the rules for the next season and those get extremely heated okay um, <laughs> so uh, that's one thing i know about dungeons and dragons it has like a a big book right yeah, yeah. like a famous book many yep. many books um, yeah yeah, yeah. We're writing the book, which I'm sure that that's part of it too. And it gets and it's it's a competitive setup. So it gets very uh very very heated. Um I'll let Andy, I'll let you butt in in just a second, but like what's what's the like the thing that you've argued the most about? Like what's the most minuscule rule that you've been yelling about? Oh man, it's it's hard to just say how minuscule it is without going into such detail about fantasy football. Okay. <laughs> even to fantasy football players would seem preposterous, but we have um what we call like forced variants. So, and just so you can you know, keep the same team, we have rules on why you would have to get rid of a player. And so the events that lead up to you having to drop a player are shouting matches. And when you can <laughs> pick him back up and it, there's a 24 hour dead period, when does the clock start? Because NFL.com put it up at this time, but Adam Schefter, who's an ESPN analyst who always knows the inside knowledge, he put up five minutes before. And so, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's an obnoxious level of, uh, of bickering and, and uh, moving the needle very, very little. That sounds a lot like uh, D&D nerds arguing about, um, yeah. about how they totally nerfed Fireball from one edition <laughs> to the next. Uh, so, so listening to this, I'm amazed by a couple things. One is I'm amazed at how much uh, fantasy football just maps directly to like a, a tabletop gaming experience. Mm-hmm. Uh, you describing setting up a team just sounds so much like uh, putting assembling a party of Dungeons and Dragons adventures or mm-hmm. building a magic deck as we discussed or something like that. But here's the big difference. And this is why... I want to hear from you uh, what makes fantasy football fun because in my mind in like if I'm playing D&D the game is actually begins once I've um, picked all my team picking the team is a fun exercise in itself but it's just a prelude to the actual like experience at the table where I'm going to be playing through an adventure uh, with my friends but it seems like with fantasy football 
the uh, you stop at the point where like having assembled your team you do you just sit and you wait and you find out if you won um, no that's so tell yeah. tell me tell me where's what happens after you put your team together so before the NFL season even starts you pick your 20 people okay your 20 guys and that's your starting 20 and then and this is like this is like a big event when you pick it right like you're getting this together is a party okay yep you get together yeah. um if you can it's um obviously with covid and stuff but um it's it's very social it's it's also like competitive and you know either making fun of somebody for a bad pick or oh i wanted that guy and all that uh so that's before the nfl season even begins and then you out of the 20 you play nine every week and in between there's injuries Mm. Um, guys do really good guys do really bad but uh, compared to preseason expectations um there's suspensions (laughs) there's um trades there's what we call free agent moves so if you have 10 guys you have 10 people picking 20 guys you got 200 players on teams there's you know maybe 400 other players out there um in the potential pool so if you picked someone really bad you can get rid of him Hmm. and take from this free pool another player to replace him and try to so you're from the the beginning nfl game to the end of the nfl regular season you're trying to craft this team based on an always changing i mean last week in the nfl was um one of the worst it's like we call it slaughter sunday because all like unbelievable big names got injured for the year um you know spring there it was, it was just like a um it was a weird coincidence of how many people went down huh. so then everybody's scrambling and they're all scrambling for the same people right there's only there's a, a good order to all these um players but so it's a it's a week to week and you know for our league day to day review of who's supposed to do good. Maybe that guy was doing good, but now he's playing three bad teams in a row. So you can swap them out. Mm -hmm. So it's your team changes um, week to week, pretty consistently depending on how active you're. I've played games called advanced squad leader and very hundreds of pages of rules. And what you're describing to me sounds like too much. Like it, sounds, yeah. it sounds like too much. I, I, yeah, couldn't, sure. I couldn't do it. Uh, I don't know, Chris. Like, what, what is your reaction to? It sounds too in, too intense. Like yeah. every day. Like, oh man. Like, and the, all of the <laughs> options you just described. People getting traded and injured, and yeah, in their performance. I mean, obviously, I guess I'm going to assume that like a certain. A certain percentage of players you know that you can play this pretty casually and not and not like stress all these details absolutely and i would think that D or any game like that would be the same um and i don't know if that's true or not but i think it's fantasy football it's easy to check in and out because the the collaborative part is kind of on sunday right mm-hmm. when all the games are going mm-hmm. and even then you don't have to be together but I think I'm, there's probably kind of some variance into how intense you could take a, a D&D oh, yeah. quest. Is that right? Yeah, that's good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This is coming back. But, yeah. Um, yeah. So uh, I would say the average player, you check it on Wednesday and you see what's been going on. Football games now start on Thursday. There's Thursday, Sunday, Monday. So 
the average person probably checks once a week or <laughs> uh, you know maybe twice a week um our league in particular is very just competitive it's it's kind of what our friend group is, is uh, not revolves around but it's you know we have a discord even which is instead of using uh sms of course no but um uh, we used to use whatsapp and now it's on discord because we're always putting up whatever sharing different things yeah. and like trying to trick people and this stuff so <laughs> it's uh it, it's a little bit more intense i think than than the average but if you haven't played i think it's you can certainly do it easily um mm-hmm. once a week type thing I mean, it just seems like there's this huge amount of strategy and information that you're taking in all the time to make, yeah, these these decisions. I mean, it's, yeah, it's it's kind of admirable. Uh, it also makes me laugh that you're using Discord, which was you know developed for video gamers, <laughs> and you know now you're yeah. <laughs> now the jocks are coming in on that. The there seem to be so many points of connection between tabletop gaming and fantasy football. It's funny to me that they live in such different worlds. And I know that Mm -hmm. there's this kind of uh, hoary old, you know, nerds versus jocks stereotype, Mm -hmm. but I haven't found that that really uh, describes real life people very much. No, but it's fantasy football. You're describing is a deeply nerdy experience that is very similar to the nerdiness that goes into Dungeons and Dragons. That surprises me in a number of ways, but one of them is quite simply, I'm genuinely curious why, there is not like a fantasy football inspired board game or role playing game. Yeah. There's there's role playing games and board games about all sorts of stuff. And I know I have mm-hmm. occasionally through the years you'll see some sort of a sports themed game. But why do you think that Hasbro's number one selling game isn't like fantasy football the board game? Yeah, I think there's definitely a lot of crossovers. I think part of the fun of fantasy football is watching it right i my brothers-in-law that play they um my one brother-in-law and his wife they both play fantasy football and host the big game night every friday mm-hmm. and so they do both i think like you said it's more stereotypical that there's not a crossover where there probably is a tremendous amount of people mm-hmm. that are uh, if not doing both, would be interested in both because of the the similarities. I personally like uh, you know footballs and to different levels with college and the NFL being uh, extremely separated. And I happen to like college a lot more. Uh, you know, a lot of people like the NFL, so watching that is is part of the reason that I do it. It's just for fun. But yeah, I don't know why Hasbro. When I think it's you know it's probably just not something that's that's known or um uh you know i know like chris probably got a lot of his current nfl news from me oh yeah <laughs> just by working together yeah. uh and you also don't play so yeah i don't know i think it would be a smash it i would imagine there's something something that like a tabletop like a board game or something version of fantasy football wouldn't be able to do is give it this connection to a live real thing that is unfolding unpredictably each week Mm -hmm. right because like you could do like if you had enough time and energy you could create a fantasy football game where you 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 assemble your team and stuff like that and then you like roll a bunch of dice the way you would in D&D to find out how each of your players does Mm -hmm. um and you could just 
do that indefinitely, but that doesn't, when I say that, it doesn't sound nearly as fun as like, <laughs> as, you know, it's the same thing kind of, but there's something magical yeah. about the fact that this is, this is like a fantasy game that's tied to like this real world thing. Like, what do you think about that? Would you play like a generic, like uh, not tied to real life uh, sports version of this or not at all? I don't think so because, and again, I'm, I shouldn't even say what I you know, think the structure of D and D or any of these games are, but what you're what you're doing in that is something that's not real, right? It's um, you're going on like this quest, and it's, it's like this epic thing, but it's not like we're going to the grocery store and we're going to make a, a game about yeah. it. It's like yeah. you're doing these in, incredible uh, storylines, whereas with fantasy football, it's something that's pretty mundane, right? It's just a football game, but also that's the excitement about it it's like you're recreating but taking away the excitement of a live football game with uh you know there used to be fans <laughs> and um the the players actually doing it so i don't know enough really to about um the tabletop games to to say why but i think what you're doing is that like you're, you're almost recreating what it's already doing which is you're ascribing rules to this kind of random event and so that's where the the parallels are. Instead of if you had a fantasy football board game, it might be like ascribing rules to this event to an event to almost like you know yeah. just <laughs> putting in layers. But yeah, uh, like I said, I, I think it probably be it probably be huge. <laughs> it's really like it's. I mean, like Andy, I think you're basically saying this, but like the having it tied to a real life event, like it's it's this random jump number generator that you just cannot replicate with dice. Right, like you, mm-hmm. like going into like, there's no way you would like roll for everybody getting COVID or not that week, right? Or like, sure, you know, the coach gets COVID, and then what happens to the team? You like all sorts of mm-hmm. these things can happen, you know, with that, or like, yeah, the doctor stabs the guy in the lung. You know, <laughs> those sorts of things are just like they're so out there that there's no way a game like a board game or even a tabletop game would really encompass all of it. And also on the other side, it's it's probably a lot more predictable than a tabletop. Like the a really good team, you know, is a really good team, and they're probably going to do that. Yeah. So it's like this barbell thing where on each end it's more predictable. You know, it's um, and I think it kind of touches on what you said before, which is um, there's this like divide between these two things that you know, fantasy football probably allows people to be playing sports D and D. You know, and make it like it's it's just this huge thing, and, it, and because sports are so widespread, and somebody to play fantasy football, they would probably never even consider D and D, uh, and that's probably why they haven't touched it. They're they're making money on each side. <laughs> yeah, <there's that>. you <laughs> know, a type of game that has a kind of strange connection to the fantasy football is like historical war gaming. Mm-hmm. So I don't know how familiar mm-hmm. either of you guys are, but I'm talking about games that. Um, try to reproduce in extreme detail like particular mil- like historical military campaigns so like a game about the battle of the bulge will mm-hmm. uh, model in ex- extremely meticulous detail the real world like forces and and generals and things like that that were at the battle of the bulge and assign them you know stats somewhat you know largely based on their real world you know capabilities yeah. and weaknesses and so I was just trying to think if there's any, if there are other games like that that just try to take real life, you know, measures and gamify them in such a direct way. Of course, with like a historical war game, yeah. you know, you can't, 
I mean, it would be ghoulish and also really impractical to be, you know, wargaming out some sort of conflict while it was happening. You know, so it really, it needs to be something that's far enough in the past that, like, you can accurately evaluate every, you know, the the stats of everybody involved and see how it played <laughs> out. But I don't know. I feel like there's a, the part of me that likes historical war games like that kind of twinges with a little excitement at the idea of just, like, modeling all these real-world players uh, in yeah. game form. Yeah, and it's, it's if it was acceptable, like, if you had a, a simulation machine where you could run a war uh, with, like, and just watch it, yeah. right? So it'd be like if you could um, pick the Battle of the Bulge and it's it's like a video game, um, but it's not. It's it's you're sitting there watching the Battle of the Bulge, and without guilt, yeah. you're able to just <laughs> be like, "I bet you that he is gonna slice that guy's head off." Yeah. And like, all right, if he defends, uh, you get three points, and I'll take six if he does. So, it. I mean, I think humans are always interested in this type of gamification, and uh, I mean, you look at um, you know even video games and going back to gladiators you know somebody was sitting in rome and just like all right like like I, i've got this guy and this guy and this guy and you get the tiger and <laughs> yes, you know, tiger. we'll put five seashells on or whatever yeah. they used so oh for sure I, I, I do think there's yeah it's it's been it's just ingrained in us to be able to look at these events and and make a game out of them just like you know anything well i think we are moving kind of coming up on our time limit so um Cool. Let's offer some a uh, minute or two. Are there any kind of final qu- burning questions anyone has or uh, or closing thoughts? I want to invent a game for Gen Con next year where you go around and you bet on all the other games that are being played and create like sort of like a <laughs> fantasy football but like on top of yeah. Gen Con. Whoa. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> My mind is getting blown just like at a rate of like every four minutes in this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure it's been done. But <laughs> yeah. Well, I have um, been inspired by this conversation. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know there, I, I learned this week, in fact, that there are uh, like video games that like are somewhat like this in that I always assumed that like if, if it was like a sports video game, you were like playing the sport. But I've mm-hmm. just learned that there are games where you are like managing your team roster mm-hmm. and things like that. Um, and I assume yeah. that involves a lot of like fiddling with the same types of stats you do in fantasy football. So I'm like legitimately intrigued to, um, yeah. to go like, just check out this corner of video gaming that I have avoided. <laughs> my entire yeah. Life. There's an old one that I think EA used to make. That was a kind of a corollary to Madden where you were just a, a football coach. Okay. And then there's a huge game that I believe EA also owns where it's a soccer. So it's really big internationally. Mm-hmm. And I don't think you can play. It's what you're saying, where you're just stacking a roster and you're trading and you're, uh, you know, you got to resign and all this type of stuff. But there's, yeah, there's no actual gameplay in terms of you're kicking the ball or anything. Do you want to, uh, is there, can you name like a game that I should check out or a franchise game? I think it's called Football Manager. Okay. That's, that's okay. the soccer one, I believe. Um, if you do a little digging, the, the American football one is a little older. It might be tougher to, to track down. But I think if anything from this, if anyone's listened to this, I would encourage them. You can go to DraftKings or FanDuel. This sounds like a 
uh, ad read. Yeah, it does. Um, this is good. That's you can go good. to DraftKings and FanDuel. I think there's some free, maybe like a dollar, five dollars, and you can pick a fantasy football lineup, and uh, the points, everything are right there. You don't have to do like a season long thing. You don't have to do uh, like over four years. You can just pick all like the players you've heard of or the teams you like, and then on the app throughout the week. You can see the, how the points accrue. You can see your standings. <laughs> um, so it's easy to, to wade your, like dip your toe in and just see what it looks like and get your name, uh, get the players' names familiarized and that sort of thing. <laughs> um, it's worth trying, I think, if you're, you're interested in looking at data and looking at stats and trying to build something in. It's such a huge industry that nowadays you could – you can you dive in on one Sunday just to see if it's interesting. And then the games are always on Fox and CBS. In fact, I'll end with the, there's a, what's called the red zone channel and the NFL owns a TV channel and all they do for seven straight hours, no commercials is show the teams with the games where they're about to score. And <laughs> okay. the, the guy that runs it is famous uh, he's never urinated during a, uh, a broadcast. <laughs> so I think 15 years, seven or eight hour days. You should see a doctor. <laughs> <laughs> he might not be okay, but um, he, he, it's, it's nonstop. Okay. And so you can turn on Red Zone, watch how your players are doing, uh, you can, and watch on the app. But it's easy to jump in and just to see what, it's, what it looks like. All right, so uh, I got to ask, so... Uh, having had this conversation, where do you guys land? Which is nerdier, uh, Dungeons and Dragons or fantasy football? Chris, answer. Oh, fantasy football, a okay. billion percent. <laughs> uh, Ryan, what is your take? Uh, are you the real nerd here, or is it us? I'm heavily outvoted, so I, I, I'm going to abstain. But um, <laughs> uh, I'll I'll come uh, when it's everything's clear. I'll come play Dungeons and Dragons. Um, you all do fantasy football on DraftKings this weekend we'll talk about it okay and then we can we can do like a, a objective evaluation <laughs> yes <laughs> all right you've got a deal uh, all right yeah uh well okay uh chris you want to uh, close us up here yeah uh thank you ryan this was fantastic i really appreciate you yeah, coming thanks. on uh yeah to all of our listeners i hope this wasn't um too much of a, a weird special episode but um yeah i think it was it was quite a bit of fun um you can direct any of your football commentary or questions over to ryan i will not be able to answer them and he clearly will not be able to answer them either oh, uh, you should address your football questions to me and your D yeah. questions to ryan and see yeah. what happens <laughs> yes yeah um, all right. Yeah. Well, thank you again, Ryan. I uh, really appreciate it. Um, I've been Chris Halsman. Yeah, thanks. I've been Andy Rao. Remember, if your players are having fun, you're a great GM. And if they're playing fantasy football, you're probably a great GM, too. <laughs> Commissioner. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>